Welcome to the Stable Hands Podcast. This is the podcast where we get to sit down with stable owners in Zed Run, discuss how they got into Zed, who their favourite horses are, and talk tips, strategy, and basically anything that comes to mind. On the first episode, our Genesis edition, I'm really excited today that we're getting to talk to Bryce from Sangudo Stables. We talk about a bunch of things related to the new racing meta, as this was recorded back in early December, shortly after the new racing system was released. Some of the predictions, some of the conversations, you might be interested in seeing how well they've stood up in the test of time from then till now. This podcast is released weekly and I'm looking for all types of stable owners. Five horses, 500 horses, I want to talk. So without any further ado, let's dive right in to the Genesis episode with Sangudo Stables. Well, good morning, um, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Um, it's very exciting to have the Z1 edition, uh, the Genesis edition of the Stable Hands podcast. And I couldn't be more excited this morning um, talking to Bryce from... Uh, from Sangudo Stables. How are you going, Bryce? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Absolutely fantastic, mate. Absolutely fantastic. How do you feel about uh, being the genesis, the Z1 of the, the uh, podcast? Well, well, you're starting the bar pretty low, so it's, it's got lots of room to go up from here. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, so I just want to jump in and maybe just start with a bit of a story, I guess, about the first time I heard your name because... Um, I've been playing for maybe 14, 15 months now, and you were one of the OGs that was in the content business. And I think I um, heard you on a Zed Run podcast a while ago talking about how you play. Um, and I just want to thank you. That was one of the, the early things that I heard that got me excited about Zed. So it's, um, it's really impressive to actually have you uh, first up on the pod. So I couldn't be more excited. Awesome. Well, yeah, glad to be here. So... I'm just wondering, like, how did you get into Zed? Like, what, what's your origin story? How long have you been in the game? I joined sometime in May of 2021. Uh, I run a sports sim leagues. We've got hockey, football, baseball. So there's 100 idiots that are, that are in there, and we talk about all the sports stuff. And some guys said we're in top shot. So I jumped in that. I don't care at all about basketball, so it was literally just a buy and flip. And then another one had heard of Zed Run, so I looked at that and thought, oh, this this looks really fun. I mean, it's essentially a math and stats game and and enjoyed that. And I've got a buddy in real life whose wife actually works as a vet at some of the racetracks in the Northwest here. So called him up and said, hey, you want to jump in and do this? And, uh, yeah, we decided to take the plunge. No crypto experience, nothing like that. So I uh, fought my way through that, got some money loaded up, and then actually connected with uh, ECS and bought my first horse from uh, from East Coast Stables. Uh, good transaction, solid guy. Um, and, yeah, bought our first horse and started racing it and losing money hand over fist and had a blast. <laughs> and how long was that? Do you remember the actual date? I think we bought the horse something like May 16 of 2021. And then that was the only horse we had for a while. Like I said, I ran it 
nonstop in the ground. It managed to win a $50 race at one point. I was camping in Moab when that happened and darn near tipped the camper over, uh, jumping <laughs> up and down. But, uh, yeah, held that horse and kind of learned the racing part and then was actually in Oklahoma chasing cows at my uncle's field. Got a ping on my phone that the horse had sold for double what we paid for it. and So bought a couple more and sold a couple more and a couple more just keeps keeps getting more and more. Uh, at one point, we had over 250 horses. Yeah, it seems they, they do seem to like to breed in the stable, don't they? <laughs> Yeah, they they multiply and then you buy some more and yeah, it's uh it's the never ending quest. I've actually sold quite a few, mostly for next to nothing near the floor over the last week and a half here. But uh, still got a lot more ponies than I could ever run. That's for sure. Yeah, and so when you talk about your your stable as a whole, like how many horses are in the stable um, versus how many do you actually run? <laughs> That, that's a multi-layered question. I think we have about 175 horses right now. I don't run many of them. I've been running a ton of them since racing 2.0 because I actually, <clears throat> excuse me, I uh, jockey for Archibald Royal Family uh, and Hunter Stable there. So I've got 40 killers that I'm running around the track for him. Uh, and that's what I do for my running most of the day. So we've lent some out. I've got a few buddies, my kids that run some horses as well. Uh, but now that direct lending's here, uh, certainly looking to get a few more. And I don't have any C1 killers. I got a few that can run there profitably for sure, but most of mine are anywhere from C4 to C2 that are pretty decent. I mean, I've already come across a couple dozen that are going to run profitably in this in this meta. So it's uh, it's a balancing act for me. I spend my time running running monsters and teaching other people and letting them kind of grind away with ours though I have no problem doing that grind if if that's what's in front of us. Yeah, nice. Um, it's very interesting, like you, you talk about the new meta, um, the Racing 2.0. Personally, I think we need a better name, but that seems to be the one that's stuck. <laughs> um, and, you know, let's let's dive right in and touch the third rail. I mean, what are your thoughts on the new changes? I know it's it's been incredibly recent. There's been an amazing amount um, of releases in the last sort of seven days with, with Zed run in particular, like firstly the new meta, then the direct lending. Um, and according to, you know, all the chatter on Twitter, more to come. Um, what, what are your thoughts around, you know, where did, where does this change the game? Uh, it's a completely different game than it was felt even a week ago. I mean, really, um, and again, I am as guilty as anyone of downclassing monsters to just beat up on C4 and C3. So the fact that they're all in C1 now, it's where they should be, uh, you know, being real. I like that they're adding segmentation in C1. That's a good thing. I think eventually we'll see that come to the other classes as volume increases, and, and it it should. Uh, but overall, I I love it. I think it fixed a lot of the problems that the the masses have had. Yeah, you've seen a few people that are funding it all over. Again, so many people in this space, and this isn't just big stables or ones that quote-unquote got screwed this update. It's very few people seem to have the ability to look past their own stable and what does this mean for the game. And the fact that somebody can come in now, they can direct lend my C4 horse that's going to 
you know, hit 80% of its double ups and make a little bit of money and start building their bankroll to reinvest in the game. Uh, it's, it's a great thing for new players coming in. Uh, you've probably heard plenty of people talk about that the, the player base that's going to bring this game mainstream and grow it and, and be the future of it isn't the one we have now. That's not saying we don't have a role and we're not all going to be prominent in it, but we know there's not enough volume with our current player base. We need more. This gives a path for new players to get into the game and have some success so they don't leave. Um, I talked to probably 20 people here in the last three days that sometime over the last six months I had talked to as they were getting started. And of those 20 people, two of them are still racing because they were just getting slaughtered. And yeah. that's that's what we have to avoid. Now, I could have told you that with the gap between direct with between when lending started and what we're at now that it never should have taken this longer. It shouldn't have been rolled out, but that's in the past. It's done. Let's move forward. I'm really thinking, you know, they fixed racing. They've got the Budweiser event coming, the net NASCAR event coming, direct lending's here. Got to think there's a massive marketing push coming into the Christmas season now that racing works. Um, so I'm excited for it. I think it's, you know, I had a stable call last night with my brother and my buddy, and it's the most I've been excited about Zed and, and the immediate future in at least 12 months. Well past that, actually. Uh, so it's, it's a good thing. Now, Hopefully they cut stamina in half, so you only run half as much, which means more horses are going to get out on the track, which means more opportunity, which means overall weaker field, which means more horses are profitable right now. But we'll see see where that goes. Uh, I'm excited. I think obviously Facundo delivered on what he said he was going to, and I mean having Ryan on the team is such a game breaker. Having somebody who understands Zed inside and out as a player, it's it's made a humongous difference yeah it seems to be they've got a really good mix of expertise in the game mechanic but also they've really seemed to have leveled up and i think facundo has brought this to the team as well with a level of maturity in actual software development um, and being able to to roll out releases like the racing 2.0 release was so smooth um you know like 12 months ago when they when they released changes, we the whole community seemed to expect um, things broken, things not working, and we, we haven't seen any of this um, at the moment, which is which is really exciting. Yeah, and I mean they've they've reacted quickly because they had it ready to go, I guess. They did you know, the biggest thing has been segmentation in C one and, and they told us, Yeah, we've got it ready, but we want to see how it shakes out and see what needs to turn on and not turn it on just for the sake of turning it on. And they and they have increased it, so it's been it's been really good to see that it wasn't – they weren't being reactionary for once. They had it ready. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's never happened since since I've been here. And But, yeah, I'm, I'm as bullish today as I have been in, in well over a year on, on the immediate future of Zed. That said, I love the game I'm racing every day regardless of it. But just knowing that it seems like they have an actual plan of, of what's coming, not just – two weeks down the road, but two months, two years down the road is finally refreshing. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of the things I'm really grateful they don't have on the website for Zed Run is how many hours a day I actually spend in front of it <laughs> racing. I don't I think can, I want to know that data. 
I can, well, I mean, I'm in front of the computer all day long working for Haku anyway, so I, I would just chalk it up as well. I have to have it open. It's, you know, part, part of the gig, so. Part of the job, yeah, which is which is good. One point that I probably really want to touch on there, Bryce, um, you mentioned an excitement, you know, being excited about being in Z again, um, which is such a refreshing feeling. I felt it as well with the with the release. Um, one of the things that I have really been enjoying in the last week is just seeing accounts on Twitter that I've never heard of before um, posting about how they're enjoying racing again. Um, yeah. It's been so refreshing. Yeah, there's there's people that have come out of the woodwork that, you know, maybe they've posted about Zed once or twice before, but and especially ones that aren't, you know, Sangudo stable. Like somebody's an act, when they set up for their stable, it's, you know, it's Joe Smith that's posting about it. So it's it's getting more reach to their community, which builds in marketing as well. It's, you know, the excitement is, is palpable. And for every, no, I'm not using, for every person that's, that's fudding out there nonstop that, you know, is so concerned about their bags, you know, there's a hundred people that are excited about this, this change and what it means. And some of the horses they're able to run now, uh, it, it's it's a good thing for the health of the game, and, and hopefully that brings more users in. And, and now there's a, a palpable way for them to either play, or for them to at least be on a fair playing field. Where, you know, I'm not running my my 268 that's in class four here that's hitting 75 percent of its double ups right now. It's it's not racing against John the Horse who's in C4, who's one that I had declassed down there. So throwing shade at myself here uh, with the one I jockey. You know, it's it's not racing against John the Horse in C4 anymore. It's running against other similar-ish type abilities, and it's now it's on the player to 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 really you know race selection, know what their horse can do, and what fields and race types to put it in instead of well, it doesn't matter what I put it in because I'm running against John the Horse or Championship City or you know somebody big horses, and I'm just saying ones that I have. There's tons of them out there, uh, so yeah, it's it's refreshing. Uh, you know, anybody racing down there is excited right now. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the key, right? Six months ago, everyone was just trying to breed the best horse in the game because that's what you had to do to win. Um, now, it's, you, it's more about finding a niche for, for all of your horses to actually run. Um, and it seems like there's a lot more opportunities for that. Yeah, which, I, I mean, realistically is is kind of how horse racing works in real life. I mean, not every horse that gets bred is one that you think is going to win the Kentucky Derby. It's where can I, what bloodlines am I going to mix to find this? Now, don't get me wrong. We're all somewhat competitive. Everybody wants to breed that, that next killer. I mean, when this all came out and a horse we bred literally a week ago for the last maiden came out with a starting level at 1545, I was pretty jacked. <laughs> I was pretty jacked. I mean, that's, that's a hell of a starting horse. Now it's got sick bloodlines, but, I don't think that's ever going to go away where people are trying to breed killers. Uh, that's just not who we are as, as competitors. And I think anybody doing this has at least a, a modicum of, of competitiveness to them. Yeah, definitely. Um, experienced by every time you watch a race, I think. Um, we talk about, again, just like to drive in on how has that meta changed inside your stable? Have you, have you found any unexpected surprises like little diamonds in the rough that you're like, hey, this is actually now a valuable horse to me. Yeah, uh, I mean, I referenced that that 268 in class four, uh, Eye of the Tigress, 
like the river. Um, you know, it, it did all right in the 268 conditionals. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been on a cold streak today, so I haven't looked, but I think it started today at like 80% of the double ups it was hitting in class four. That, that's a horse I never would have ever put into paid in the past. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm going through my stable right now and I'm using, using Zedge to get some of the information for certain types of horses that I'm looking for. But man, of the 175 horses we have, probably 125 of them are at least going to get a, a five race cameo to show me, is there something yep. here in this new environment? And I'm probably, <laughs> probably getting close to halfway done actually. And I've pulled 20 horses from my lending barn up to my stable because they're, you know, they're, they're hitting either their double ups at 65% or more, or they're hitting their top sixes, uh, winner take all or top two. If, if they're, you know, high variance horses, they're hitting them enough that they're profitable too. So it's just built that out. And then, yeah, with direct lending here, I, I'm, I'm working on, on my own tracking sheet for that, that, yeah, I'll get friends and family running and, throw 10 bucks in their account and say, Hey, do this exactly. Follow it, run it. You'll make yourself some money. Why not? I think that's how, how we grow the game. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So that brings up that question, right? Um, and me personally, I think it's, it's no, it's not one or the other. It's a combination of both for your particular horses, your particular stable. But do you think, um, BA or variance is, is where the game is going to be at all depends how you want to play it <laughs> if if you're happy running double ups and lower tiers ba is the key um, yeah agreed especially you know running 12 horse races specifically class four it's a buck to enter a typical top three payout it's 250 for a double up so your average upside is going to be higher running double ups now i've got some I've got a lot of crazy variants in my stable and those ones are running six horse races, you know, winner take all or top two very successfully as well. So it really, it, it just depends how you want to play. Uh, I think as you get into C1, I think variance is going to rule the day just because you're going to have so many horses that have both that a strong BA, I don't think you're going to be able to hold in 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 C1 just by itself, even in top six races, because there's just going to be so many variance horses that have BA to go with it. So I think the answer, and I'm even finding it, I mean, I've got a Genesis Zaba running in C2 who's pure BA, no variance. Wasn't any good in the old system. It's running profitably right now. So, I mean, if I can level it up to the top of top two, of tier two, you know, maybe it gets a little bit better, but it has a good BA, you know, one of the top BAs that are, they're down there. So, it's just really learning your horse and, and knowing what they do and, and how it's going to run best. Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Like I had a, a NACA Elite, a Z12 upgrade to an exclusive um, and then sort of got jumped in at 501, I think, in the class oh. one. Um, and interestingly enough, I think the first double up, I put it in a $20 double up because it's all BA and it runs at 65% top six um, and has been, a, it, it's got a shit win ratio. It wins like three or 4%, but it was perfect for double ups. It was, it was actually making money and it's made its breed price back already. 
Um, and I had this first $20 double up in C1 and it came fourth. And I'm like, nice. oh, beauty, here we go. <laughs> um, do you think the upgrade path for that horse and horses like that, is that something you try and grind out or is it, did I just hit a C1 wall? I don't know the answer, uh, to be honest. I, I haven't run, I mean, the 35 or so C1 horses that I've got in my job, I haven't ran yet. I'm taking the approach that I'll wait till tournaments start, and I know that I'm going to run them all to the max every day in tournaments anyways, so I'm, I'm okay waiting a week uh, to keep them in those lower segmented tiers so I can pick those off. That, that's just my strategy that, that I came up with with Hunter. It I don't blame anybody who's, who's mashing those. And I know Dan Shan was out earlier today saying they're going to get lapped if they're not running. And I think there, there is some truth to that, especially in C1. But I think as they continue to add segmentation, you're going to be able to eventually figure out where that wall is for yourself. And I don't think that you we're going to know right away. And that's where maybe the patient approach will benefit some players. Uh, you know, wait until... Until we're at 500 to 525, you're running 500 to 510, for example. If, if they segment up that much, which I think they probably will have to. I hope they'll have to because we have that many forces running. Uh, that yeah. justifies it from a volume perspective. But That's the great thing. I think a lot of theories that were out there beforehand, some of them hit, some of them didn't. A lot of theories for running right now, some of them are proving to be right. Some of them are proving to be wrong. And a week from now will look different than it does now, which will look different than it does a month from now. So it's, it's just constantly adapting with this game. Um, that's that's the biggest thing you can do in this game. The, the, the niche market constantly is moving. Uh, as people figure something out, then something else becomes not trendy but kind of where to be, and you can exploit that edge. So, yeah. you know, grinding it out is certainly going to be one strategy. Uh, for every genesis – I would be running every Genesis horse people have now because typically, anecdotally, what I have found is their original level that they're starting at is typically lower, except for the monsters. And they can break even or even make a little bit of money. I mean, I've got, I'm looking at one of my Genesis right now on another screen. It's got 400 races in its career and a 2% win rate. But you know what? It's hitting about 60% of the double ups right now and it's in C4. So chipping that's, away at that and, and maybe you can make racing against That's racing yeah, against it, my Jenny glue too, mate. <laughs> right. I've got, there I a lot of Jenny glue. I got one that was, one of the six that I've been running down there was still getting just stomped. And then the Finney was getting just destroyed still. So I stopped running that. I'll run it and freeze until it drops. But, you know, I, those are the ones I'd be running out is pretty much any Genesis horse because, their just base ability is, is typically going to be higher uh, than, than where everybody else is, where they're kind of originally yep. slotted. And, and as you rank them up, that's where, you know, and there's been some talk about Genesis value. I think they've got the opportunity where they can, we'll see how much speed and everything increases and affects that. But potentially those are the ones that you can take from C4 glue in the old system to, you know, slightly excuse me, slightly profitable in the new system. And you know what? Maybe they're able to climb up from C4 to C3 and yeah. maybe even into C2 and still be slightly profitable. Uh, I don't, yeah, I think uh, it, it's going to be very interesting to, to get a view on how this leveling up changes the performance of a horse. 
I don't think anyone really knows exactly. Like if I've got a high variance horse um, and I've got a couple of really good variance horses um, and I keep running those up, does that give me extra BA? Like what does that do to the performance of that individual horse? Does it make it a double up horse that can, you know, crush a WTA every now and then? Right. And, and we just, we just don't have that, that data yet. Um, or, you know, we're, we're what, four days into, not even four full days into this right now. That's good, isn't we, it? We don't have that data where, you know, two months from now, we'll be able to say that, oh yeah, this variance horse that I've got one that's got a 97 variance and a 33 base ability. You know, it ran like crazy, freeze, paid, whether it made or lost money. And then as it kind of rose up within the class, oh, maybe, maybe it will turn into a dominant horse with that variance. And once it's BA, in theory, catches up to everybody else as it gets higher level in there or, or jumps. So we, we just don't have those answers yet, which is, which is a good thing. I mean, I would, I would hate for us to have this completely figured out four days after they drop it. Right. It'd be, yeah, it'd be, well, I'm sure, I'm sure arbitrage already does, but other than them, <laughs> I'm sure. No, yeah, um, there's, there's people way smarter than I am here, but I just, I don't think there's enough data right now for anybody to concretely say how things are going to be. They can say it's looking like this or early indications are, but we don't know what that exactly. long-term effect is going to be yet, which is good. I, I got to tell you, I, I love my variance horses, man. I, um, I have a, a 92 variance, I think it's 28 base ability, um, NACA exclusive. And it runs at 1400 and I put it in an open class 1200 and it beat billions. Now, you know, that's not billions distance, but it's pretty good at 12 too. And, and it's those little moments cause I hadn't been running this horse for ages and I'm like, oh, I'll just smash it in here. Those little reminders that, Hey, you, you should be racing your horses. Yeah. Bryce, one of the things that gets me every time with this game is how attached I get to these little digital signatures that we call uh, that we call horses. So yeah. tell me about your favourite horse. Which is the best horse in your stable, the one that you love, the one that you'll never sell? And how did you get it? Did you breed it? Did you buy it? Um, <laughs> how, how's your relationship evolving? My, my favourite horse that I have... It's not my best horse. It's it's a Z36 Butern exclusive, um, Divine Talent. I've had it for I bred it. Uh, it was born. It's it's a little over a year old now. It was born in November last year, and it's a pure DP horse with pretty good variance. But it just it loves 2600 meters. So you know, for for the longest time, I could run it in page and C4 five even in the c3 and it would do well and then i mean the last six months it was it just couldn't because i mean it was, you know you had monsters down there that yeah they got the same dp and variance they just got base ability so it, it had kind of been turfed I, w- I would run it in free tournaments or or third party ones things like that uh, i lent it to somebody to run uh for the metaverse cup because i had it down in c6 but i could run it from c6 and the c1 and it would it'll win 2600s and free and then I could run it at a thousand meters and it'll lose to every single horse in the game. So easy up and down. And, you know, I played that game for a while, but since, uh, since the update here, it was obviously one of the first ones I want to try out, right? Cause it's, it's, it's my favorite horse and, you know, just, excuse me, uh, send off day to day actually too, another one, but I mean, it's flaming in every single C4 2600. 
and 70% of it's double ups and 35% winning rate. So it's, it's, it's doing really well uh, down in C4, which is, which is fun. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to have, have him back on the track and, and crushing it, which is a lot of fun. And, and yeah, it was, it was an in-house breed, you know, back in V1. I know breeding was random, but there were some horses and I had one raw talent who was behind me actually on my picture there that I hadn't done like 18 months ago. Um, well, about a year ago, not 18, but anyway, it comes from her. She would just spit out crazy high variance horses every single time. Didn't matter who the dad was. Um, this one, his dad is, I sold it a long time. It was a joker, but yeah, just hit that DP role and he's a lot of fun. He's, he's one that when I have a new buddy or something play, I'll be sending them him just 2,600 meters, 250 double up C4, just run it blind all day long and you'll, you'll print the ETH on it. So that, that he's my favorite horse. I mean, it's not my best one, but it'd be probably live ops or something like that. But man, it's a whole different game when you have monster horses and running these horses for Archibald. I tell you, Talladega is as fun as heck to run. See a 2,600 meter, throw it in. Hardly even care about the field. And I ran, I accidentally, I thought, because I'm still running for the Metaverse Cup because it's going to get golden hoof and golden full in that one. Uh, I thought it was a 250 double up that I was clicking on. Nope, $25, but it finished fourth. So, I, again, it's having a horse like that i saw somebody talking about that on twitter last week that yeah you grind and grind and grind but when you get a monster horse that you can run that you just put in any race and not not worry about it it's a lot of fun <laughs> and now you can it have it sounds that, like right? the dream it is the dream but i mean that's another great thing about racing 2.0 you know what divine talent is that horse now in c4 it's a different scale yeah. sure but i don't give a crap who's in the field i'm throwing it in it yeah it's it's a strangely freeing feeling as a racer to not have to overanalyze every single field. Now you still do it for most of your horses, but to have a few that you can just, oh, there's my race, throw it in and walk away is it's a lot of fun. And I'm excited that you know people are going to get that excitement now. The same excitement I get running Talladega now, having been here for almost two years, a brand new player is going to get that exact same excitement running Divine Talent C4, different scale, sure, but. When you know that you've got a one-third chance to win, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I think um, it's, a, it's a lot of fun and I think for less investment as well. So if we talk about new players, um, a lower barrier to entry with the same kind of level of excitement um, and, and hook, I think that it is absolutely critical for, for bringing on new players to actually get someone in that have positive experiences. And that's what hooks them is having that positive experience. Like I said, I went through 20 just to do my own straw poll and two of them still playing. And that's people yep. that have looked to join in the last six months. Yep. You know, it's, if that ratio can be, it should be the other way around. This game is so freaking fun. It should be the other way around or maybe 10% have dropped off instead of staying. And, and now that there's an avenue to make it fun for people that way, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully that's what, that's what we're on the verge of is, is kind of what I'm, I'm hoping. And, and hopefully we get that marketing there and, and continue to see that segmentation. And then, then we do start seeing some of the incentives to, to class up right now. Why would I ever class this horse up? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully that does come out where it's, Oh, well, yeah, that's probably worth it. So uh, we'll, we'll see what they can deliver on next. Yeah. I also think um, with the direct lending thing, we're going to start to see, 
really public jockey stables, you know, selling selling how they've raced, you know, this this horse that was a junker into something that's really profitable and, you know, lend your horse to us and we'll, we'll do right by it. Um, very excited to see what comes in that space as well, I think. Because you, you can now, you know, if you just want to be a jockey, you can have zero investment in this game. Yeah, you could. You I can mean, just... Well, and, and right now is a great time to do it because everybody's looking for jockeys, right? <laughs> You know, in, yeah. in a month's time, that'll probably have sorted itself out and a new player coming in is, you know, going to have to be a little less selective than they necessarily would be right now. Not that that's a bad thing, but I think that's one thing that's going to change uh, within the game. But it, it opens up a lot of opportunities. Personally, I, I hate that you can go from 100% either scale. I wish it was more centralized because... I hate to see either people owning horses taking advantage of jockeys or the other way is just using jockeys to eat farm because we've seen that destroy other games. Riot Racers comes to mind. Uh, I, I wish it was like 35, 65, either way, kind of as a maximum level to, to kind of avoid that. But unfortunately, from my perspective, that's, that's not how they went. Uh, but we'll see. It, you know, if, if anything, they've shown they're willing to switch gears and change if needed. Yeah, that's what that uh, that beta tag in the the top left corner of the screen's for, right? Z beta. Oh, yep, the darn beta tag. <laughs> um, let's let's all plan a big a big party for the day they remove that for sure. Um, we've kind of touched on this a couple of times, um, and I just just want to dive into this a little more and let's talk about like onboarding but are you are you onboarding anyone into Z at the moment or have you have you plans now with with two and and how do you how do you kind of onboard your friends family others is that something that you're thinking about again in the new meta yeah I, I mean you mentioned that that you had heard one of the things that I had done for new players which was a podcast back then I mean I spent 2021 in beginner chat onboarding players, literally thousands of them. And I don't exaggerate when I say that because there is a huge lack of resources within Zed to do that. Now I don't do it nearly as much as I used to with people coming in just because I, I don't have time between racing horses and then working for Haku and then, you know, some personal stuff. I just don't have time to do that. I do try to pop in and, and help if, if somebody needs it. But in my personal life, I've told players that have been interested in Zed for the last three months that, look, if you want to get in and get a horse, it's cheap to do so now. But unless you're coming in with a decent amount of money, you've got to really play this game from a niche perspective and focus on, you know, ROI from a, a penny or single dollar scale instead of anything big. But since this update came out, like I said, I had a stable call last night with my brother and buddy. Uh, we're putting things together where we can start onboarding people and friends and family and, and have a plan where, here, we're going to send you these five horses and a little bit of cash into your account to get you started. Run the horses. This is how you run them. And learn the game. You know, hopefully it'll hook you. Like I said, if I can send them a divine talent, it's going to hook them because you're making money. You know, don't don't come into this expecting that the five horses I'm sending, you're going to make you 100 bucks a day. but Man, you can spend an hour and make 10 bucks pretty darn easily and do that every day. That kind of adds up for a, you know, entertainment budget anyways. So 
I, I think we're getting close. I think they've kind of hinted at some additional marketing coming. But again, they had to fix the racing game, so that's why I haven't held it against Zed for the last six months since it was so clear that racing was just flat out broken. But it's it's not now. So let's let's see that marketing. Let's get new players coming in. Let's have members of the community stepping up and helping them off. But more importantly, let's see Zed put something together to properly onboard players. Uh, I know I've had numerous calls with the team over there about resources and what people need when they start. Let's see something functional happen there. Because this game, unlike more not unlike more so than any other game in the in the space, has the ability to appeal to a broad audience because everybody understands horse racing. Right? Everybody. Yeah. You run the horse and it wins. You want to breed horses together to make new horses. Yeah, there's nuances, but run the horse to win. And now that we don't have to run the lose ever again, which is amazing. Yeah, how good uh, is that? It's much easier to onboard people say, yeah, you want to lose five races in a row to try to win one. Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to approach people and get them to understand because it makes no sense. Well, why would I want to lose to win? Well, you're right. It makes no sense, but you have to. Uh, we don't have to do that anymore. So I think we're, we're in a good spot now, finally. And I think we're going to see onboarding become more of a priority and hopefully an influx of, of users to not to not to take people's bags, but to you know, build their own empire. Yeah, and I think it's going to have some really good knock-on um, effects down in the horse's stats. Uh, right now, you, you, you're looking at a horse that's got a 4% win rate that you're up against. Well, that might be a monster um, that's just been downclassed to get into that under 5% win category or whatever that they used to run. Um, so now everyone's racing to win all the time. So when you're looking at a horse that's 10, 12% win rate, you know that's that's going to be a lot closer to its actual performance. Yeah. No, I agree. We're, uh, we're actually almost got something coming out here on Haku right now where we're going to be able to uh, look a little easier or search easier for simply racing 2.0 stats, uh, win rates, number of races, things like that. That filter is going to be added in here literally momentarily as we're talking. So, uh, oh, fantastic you know, scoop, scoop yeah, on the Genesis episode. There you go. You're getting, getting the, getting the, the information right from, from the source here. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's a completely different game. Horses that were great a week ago might not be now. There certainly will be horses that were useless a week ago that are good to great now. So that's exciting. That's so exciting. Very much so. Um, and you're talking about uh, Hawku, obviously, because um, yeah. I did want to touch on like the tools around the ecosystem. Like, what do you what do you use for racing, breeding? How do you use those tools to gain an edge? So, and full disclosure, I am obviously biased, having been the community manager at Hawku for nine months now. Uh, I use Hawku for ninety five percent of what I do. Um, I know what inside out. I know how to get the data. I I use Z Lead for a few things for speed charts, speed shoes, and the, the stable uh, last races tab is awesome. Uh, I have that on my phone so I can check when I wake up in the middle of the night <laughs> or I'm, you know if, if I'm out and have a bunch of races set. So that's an awesome feature of that that I don't think a lot of people know about. Uh, but it has great data there. I use KYH for the 
a stable PNL. Um, that's super handy, especially for the stable that I'm jockeying, uh, just to see all that. But I mean, there's so many other awesome tools out there. You know, MJ's Informatics has been awesome for so long. Uh, the, the data that's on that, ZSIM, uh, Zed Racer, I use a lot for leaderboards. The interface is super cool. Uh, I usually set new players up. It's a little more difficult when I've got, you know, 50 races going off at once. But if you only got five horses, uh, I have, like, my brother runs five horses. He, he watches them on Zed Racer exclusively. Uh, so that one's awesome. And I know they've got a lot more features that I'm not even touching on here. But we are so fortunate as a community to have such amazing third-party tools. I mean, there's not a game out there that can boast the array of them that Zed has. And generally speaking, as a tool creator community, I mean, everybody kind of works together to get information or, hey, I'm going to implement this. What are your thoughts? Why haven't you done it? Uh, I don't have any of the tech knowledge that anybody else does there. Uh, I'm just the the ugly face they put out in front of people here because I can talk. But, uh, you know, it's it, it's amazing to see just at Haku the work that the team does in the background, uh, you know, quick changes. Like I said, with the filters coming out here, I just asked if we could get a filter on Racing 2.0 by by uh, Net ETH uh, for Racing 2.0, and it's like 15 minutes later, it's it's up there on staging that I'm seeing now. So it, the ability for the Zed community to have these resources is another reason why it has such a leg up, in my opinion, on on any other game in the space for for broad appeal. Because you know everybody's going to have their favorite, whether it's Haku, Z-Lead, uh, Z-Sim, Z-Racer. Again, apologies to anybody. I'm not thinking of right off the top of my head. It's not intentional. Um, but, yeah, it's it, so many good resources that cover so many aspects of the game. I mean, there's very few things that that aren't covered that you could be kind of looking for. Uh, one thing I would love to see somebody do, or if somebody's looking for their niche into the market, is to really focus on, on the lending market and tracking those by, you know, this horse was lent and created this much profit or things like that. I think that's underutilized right now, but really there hasn't been a need to utilize it with the state lending's been in, but now there might be. Um, not something we're going to do, but, you know, people, people are always looking to make a name for themselves and make that niche, and and, and it's great. And then hopefully the content creators, you know, we, we – might be seeing a few more come back that, that used to be regulars, which would be amazing. But, you know, new things such as this by yourself and, and other members of the community are, they help make the community even richer and, and better for everybody to use. Yeah, I mean, my thank, thanks for that. My, my goal for this um, is just to hear from individual owners about their experience playing the game. As I say, there's, there's a lot um, out there. There's a lot of questions I want to ask. Um, all, all manner of stables. Um, I want to talk to you know large stable owners, jockeys. I want to talk to small stable owners, um, and just sort of start to understand what is this what does this ecosystem actually look like. Um, I mean, let's let's send Twitter into overdrive um, for a second. What do you think is you know we've spoken about a lot of the the positives that we've seen. Um, in the last week or so, but what what's the biggest issue that that exists in Zed right now for for you? Um, 
I, I think the biggest thing lacking right now is is cohesive onboarding and, and then the marketing to go with that. Uh, to me, those are the, the biggest things. I know, you know, an easy answer would be segmentation. Um, I could rail uh, on the tournament system, change it up every day. I'm in the minority. I wish we didn't have a schedule. I wish we woke up every day that clock turned over. It was a brand new tournament. We had no idea what it was. I, I just think the fun in that, the chaos in that would be awesome. Uh, but I know I'm in the minority there. But, you know, switching up the tournament types, you know, they tinker with different tournament scoring. Some of them worked. Some of them didn't. Personally, I hate the scoring. But, you know, mix things up. I really hope they change the tournament entry types to get in. And what I mean by that is, you know, maybe this, this tournament is all double ups. And then tomorrow's is all going to be the traditional top three 12 horse races. You know, maybe we move forward. Maybe it's six horse races the next day, top two. So mixing that up to me, and then obviously mixing the distances up within that is the way to go. Uh, and then you can, you can do it even more. You know, maybe this one is for, well, I mean, they were doing the Z21 to Z50 and things like that. But you can kind of combine them like they did with Buterin Week. You know, maybe it's Buterin's only of Z21 to 50s for this C4 tournament this day or whatever it is. I mean, there's so much runway with it and things they can do. I, I can't wait to see what's going to come. Uh, I just hope it's not the same old thing. Yeah, I think your um, your order of precedence there was spot on, though. Um you know, the more volume, the more we work on onboarding, um, the better those tournament experiences come and, and the more options you've got um, to run different types of tournaments. Right? Yeah. But no, onboarding onboarding, and, and marketing to get those new players has to be the first the first priority, I would think. Yeah. yeah. So probably the last thing that um and i really appreciate your time today bryce it's been it's been very um enlightening uh, conversation and i've learned a lot which is good um overall for you though is zed racing or is zed breeding what what's the what's the real secret to this game yes is it a racer or a breeding yes <laughs> it, i mean it's it's obviously both and you know, another skill that a lot of people lack is being realistic on how to price their horses, too. I mean, you're so oh, I can't sell a horse, I can't do this. Don't get me wrong, the market has been slow. But if you price them where, where they're realistically valued in the market, they, they might sell. You might not like where that number has to be at, which I get. But, no, it's, it's, it's a racing game. It's a breeding game. It's a selling game it's a bankroll management game uh, it, it's a, a risk mitigation game there's so many aspects to it and so many ways you can play it and i mean any player that i onboarded over the last however many months 18 months or whatever it's been that i've been in zed will tell you i was asked how do you want to play what do you want to focus on if you want to focus on breathing and just flipping well you're not going to like the answer in a lot of the margins, but hey, here's what it looks like. You know, here's here's how you search what you use are selling for. Here's your breeding cost if you're using two stables. Here's that. You know, if, if you want to be a racehorse, okay, how do you want to race? How do you want to be amongst the best racers? This ain't going to be a penny's investment, but especially now, all right, you want to make three bucks a day. If you can make three bucks a day yeah. and invest ten dollars to start with, that. Is that your goal? Okay, well, let's find a horse for 10 bucks, and they're out there. That can make 3 bucks a day. 
and they are out there. They're really not that hard to find, especially right now. But and that and that'll change two weeks from now. It'll be all right. You got ten bucks to invest, and you want to make ten bucks back in a month. All right, here's a, here's the horses that can do that in purely racing. So there's no one answer, and you know people running at the top really don't understand what it's like to be chipping away at the low margins at the bottom, and people at the bottom because they don't really understand what it's like to run against monster after monster and how difficult in the old system qualifying for a tournament on a C1 was. I mean, because it was a freaking bloodbath in every race. Um, so there's there's so many ways to play this that people really can make it their own experience. And it's just learn a little bit about the game and how everything works and then figure out how you want to play and build your stable that way. Fantastic. Yeah, I think one of the... Um... One thing that's really interesting this morning, I woke up and um, my my bot offers on my glue Butte Jennies have more than doubled in the last couple of days. So I see that as a um, I see that as quite a positive. Yeah, we're we're, we're, we're north of point zero four now instead of point zero two, which they have been for a while. Yep, yep. So I I don't know. It seems that's that's a good uh, leading indicator. I think. Yeah. I, All right, Bryce. Um, I agree. Sorry, Matt. I agree. We're seeing lots of good indicators. I mean, Zed's different from other NFT projects. Our floor mates no matter, except on Genesis. The floor for the rest of the horses matter because you're going to have just junk horses that are junk horses. I sold a dozen of them for a buck and a half last week. They're never going to have any use. They're that bad. Um, I'll take the buck and a half since I don't think the burn mechanism is coming here anytime soon. And, because I know by the time it gets here, I'll have made more that'll fit that category too. So. <laughs> if, in fact, um, that's that's certainly true. Well, on that note, Bryce, um, it's been lovely meeting you, and it's certainly been lovely talking to you. So, um, uh, with that, we we might sign off here, and um, we'll see you on the All track. Right, sounds good, man. I appreciate your time. So, I hope you enjoyed the Genesis edition of the Stable Hands Podcast. My name's Eclectic Tech. You can reach me on Twitter. If you're a stable owner and you're running Zed Run Racehorses, I want to talk to you. Hit me up in the DMs and let's do this. Until then, have a great day and I'll see you on the track.